This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Profitability Movement. Google profitability-movement to join this community of business owners focused on building profit, increasing wealth, and giving back. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. It's February, a traditionally slower time of the year for many contractors except for maybe Florida since the weather is starting to get warmer earlier than in most parts of the country. What can you do to make the slower season less slow? Today I give you five things you can implement immediately to at least break even in slower times of the year. First, you have to ask yourself what is your mindset about slower season? And I want to emphasize this with a story. I teach a class called Building Profit and Wealth where we spend a day on P&Ls and a day on balance sheets. And I had a contractor come to class and we were talking about this very subject. We were talking about seasonality. And he goes, we never, ever make money in the first quarter, and we can't, to which I replied with a expletive, which I will not repeat here. And I started laughing. I said, I'm so sorry. I generally don't curse in class. He goes, no, we're contractors. And so I found out it was his mindset more than anything else that they thought they couldn't make money in first quarter. They couldn't be profitable. I said, okay. So uh, he ended up engaging me and we started working together that May or thereabouts. This was a class in January. And you know that January of 2022 was the largest profit. And yes, January, February, and March were profitable. They weren't killer profitable, but they weren't losing money in those months anymore. So my thing is this, if you think it's going to be awful, most of the time it's awful. If you think you're not going to earn a profit, guess what? you're probably not going to earn a profit. If you put in your head instead, well, what can we do to at least break even or make a little profit in the slower times of the year? And give that question not only to you and thinking about it, driving around and whatever else you're doing, write some things down. You'd be surprised what comes out when you start writing things down and ask your employees, you know, what can we do to generate a profit in first quarter? and give them a bonus if you reach a certain level of revenue or a certain level of profit. You'd be surprised at how many ideas come forth. So mindset is first, even before I go through the five things that you can do, all right? Number one, how many inactive customers do you have? Now, I define an inactive customer as somebody who has used your company not in the past year or so, but within the past three to five years. So depending upon where you're located, like in Atlanta, it, it makes where I am, it makes no sense to go past five years because the majority of the population, um, not all of them, but a lot of people just live in Atlanta for five years. It's a very um, regional area. You come here, you do your time, you do good, and you go on to another geographic area. So a lot of homes, the average time that somebody spends in the home is five years. So it doesn't make sense for the most part to do six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. But, you know, in different areas of the country, it may be different. So the question is, how many inactive customers do you have? These are people who've used you in the past. And for recollection, try to go back like three years. Okay. 
So let's say it's now February of 2023, and we can look at how many inactive customers or how many customers wrote you a check, gave you a credit card, you know, did business with you in 2020, 2021, and 2022. Make the list. Those of you who are on good CRM software um, can do the list out of the CRM software. Those of you who are on QuickBooks can print out a customer list, and if you put it in Excel, then you can sort based on date. So you can find out the number of people who have not done business with you in the past year and contact them, all right? So that's number two, contact them, all right? Now, there's many, many, many different ways to contact them. Depending upon their age, depends upon how they like to be contacted best. So rules of thumb, and again, it's not perfect, it's not 100% all the time, but the rules of thumb are that people who are over 50 or 50-ish like phone calls and they still like postcards or they like letters in the mail. People who are in their 30s, text is it. They don't look at their emails very much and they definitely don't look at their mail. My daughter is, is in her 30s and if I want to talk to my daughter, I text her. Can you talk? Then we can have a conversation. So, you know, decide how the best way to contact them is. Now, the, the interesting thing that I read an article that was in Harvard Business Review and they were talking about the fact that traditional marketers are now or marketers are coming off of quote unquote social media because the response rates are so low and they're going back to what they consider traditional marketing, i.e. letters, postcards, things that they get in the mail because they're getting better response rates from people looking at their mail because there's not a whole lot of mail these days and something you send that's attractive, bright, colored, perhaps lumpy, and I'll explain all this in a little bit, really and truly catches their attention and their curiosity is up and they will open it. So one thing you might wanna do is offer a Valentine's Day special. We love our customers. What are we gonna do in, in February because we love our customers? What thank you can you give your customers for doing business with you in 2020, 2021, 2022, 2020, you know, we're in 2023, so that doesn't help us. What can you give them? What, you know, is it a dollar off coupon? Is it, you know, whatever. Just come up with something that would be kind of cool for them to get as a, a thank you note and a way to use you right then and there. You might also want to do a project or an installation special. And, you know, I hear all the time contractors going, it's February, we're lowering our prices, da 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 Yeah, that's true. But you have to know how low you can go. And how low you can go is basically how low a net profit per billable hour can you go. My answer is $5 per net profit per billable hour. And of course, you're not going to do this when it's really, really busy. But in slower times of the year, you want the overhead paid and you want people to be productive so that you don't have to write them a paycheck for not having any billable hours. All right. So find out, number one, how many inactive customers you have. Get a list and then contact them either by postcard, by email, by text or by phone. And then offer them a Valentine's Day special thank you 
or give them a project installation special based on a low net profit per hour that you want to achieve. So those are the first two. After we get back from break, I'll give you the other three. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. We'll be right back. Are you one of the contractors who enjoys getting and analyzing your financial statements each month? If not, it's probably because you haven't taken the time to discover what your profit and loss statement and balance sheet are telling you. And you probably are not making good business decisions based on timely, accurate financial statements. You know you have to do something about this, but where do you turn? Ruth Kings makes your financial statements fun and sexy online course. These easy to understand four sessions explain financial statements in English rather than accounting babble. You'll discover what your financial statements mean and how to analyze them each month. Then you'll have the info you need to spot minor issues and take care of them before they become major crises and run you out of cash. Enroll today. Click on the link in the show notes or call us at 770-729-0258. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Before the break, I started giving I started with the first really three things that you have to do to be at least break even if not a little bit profitable in first quarter. And the first obviously is mindset. And if you've got a mindset that you're not going to make money in first quarter, you're not going to make money in first quarter. If you have a mindset that's what can we do to generate at least break even or a little bit of a profit in first quarter, you'll have better shot of at least breaking even or generating a little profit in first quarter. And if you get your team members and your employees to help you do that, you're probably going to do pretty well because they'll come up with some very creative ideas for you and you can implement them. All right. So I asked before the break for you to get a list of how many inactive customers you have and then to contact them either through postcard, email, text, phone, whatever, and either offer a Valentine's Day special or a project install special, knowing that you really don't want a net profit per hour of less than $5 net profit per billable hour. All right. So that was before the break. So I'm going to give you the last three now. Number three is to get the list of expired maintenance plan customers. You would be surprised how many expired customers I see on my clients' lists that nobody bothers to talk to them. And these are people who trusted you to do the maintenance on their homes or their businesses, and those deserve a phone call. All right? So, and the phone call is this, Mrs. Jones, we're really concerned about your building or your home, whatever. This is Ruth King with ABC Heating and Air. We've been maintaining your home for the past X number of years. All right. If you start the conversation, say, hi, this is Ruth King, click. If you start the conversation first, Mrs. Jones, thank you for your business. We're really concerned and that's the reason for my phone call today. I'm Ruth King with ABC Heating and Air, and we noticed that we didn't get a maintenance renewal or a renewal on your maintenance plan, whatever is comfortable for you. This is Ruth talking here. You've got to make what I say comfortable so that it comes out smoothly from your mouth rather than from mine, all right? So it doesn't matter whether it's residential, it doesn't matter whether it's commercial, you've got to contact all of the expired maintenance customers. And I'd go back two or three years 
because they may not have done anything last year, but they're ready to do it. Uh, you never know what the reasoning was. They might have gone through a transition. Another company might have bought their business and they don't know who you are from a hole in the wall, but make the contacts. And these really should be by phone if it's residential. If it's commercial and it's been a big enough contract, i.e. over a couple of thousand dollars, you may wanna make a visit and just find out. And then you might have to make an appointment but at least you walk in and say, hey, we've been taking care of the maintenance for your company. And um, I haven't seen whoever the contact name is for a while. Is he around? Oh, no, Joe moved on. Well, guess what? You now know the reason why you didn't get that contract renewed. Great. Who took Joe's place? And then you start the process over again with the person who took Joe's place. Okay. So contact all of your expired maintenance plan customers. And now's a perfect time to do it because nobody's slammed. Get it done now. All right, number four is to review all the quotes and proposals from the past year. And there you may do it from your tickler files when Mrs. Jones said, now nah, wait till next year to do this or company A, B, and C had a quote for something and they haven't gotten it done. There are so many quotes that get done and nobody follows up on those quotes. Um, I was talking to one of the one of my clients uh, this past week and I asked him to do that and he goes, you know, we've already just started doing it and we closed two jobs that we proposed almost a year ago. You never, ever know because I promise you, everybody else has stopped contacting that person after, you know, one or two tries. The fact that you're talking to them six months, nine months, a year later, means that you still care and they may still say no or they may say they went with somebody else but at least there is a follow-up and you can find out whether it is still a viable lead for you and number five is kind of interesting and we've done this many many times and it's to have an open house have a thank you for your customers invite all your customers have um, your suppliers there have your service guys there and people can then put a face with the name you know cook hot dogs or hamburgers for lunch have door prizes um, have the ability for anybody who comes to get a $25 off a service call or $100 off a replacement or $100 off a water heater or whatever the idea is to get them in the door and seeing you and putting faces with who they talk to all the time and since it's a slower time of the year, if you take a Thursday lunchtime and it's lunch break at two hours and everybody knows that in advance, you can schedule the guys, especially the service guys, not so much the install guys who are all day on a project, but you can schedule them in and people can come meet the team and things along those lines and do something that's fun. It's amazing how much work comes out of open houses. You know, people think it's February and nobody's going to come. Yeah, they do come because they're curious because they've talked to Jane, for example, forever. And they want to kind of meet Jane because they've got this phone conversation and this phone, quote unquote, friendship with Jane. And they'd love to put a face with the name. And we've had people in the past bring projects in to talk to the salespeople about. And you end up with quotes for, you know, 10, 20, $30,000 jobs as a result of a simple little open house in February when it is not exactly a busy time of year. So the question really remains is, who do you invite? All of your current customers. And I would invite all of your, you know, customers who have 
not done business with your business with your company in the past couple of years, the inactive ones. Invite them and see what happens and see how many people show up and things along those lines. And don't do it only once. Hi, we're having an open house. Put it on your Facebook pages. Put it on your social media. Send out a postcard. Put it in email. Um, text it. Phone it. You know, get it out as many different mediums as you possibly can. They do work. They take a little bit of time to set up. But if you're like everybody I've suggested this to, you'll be surprised at the amount of revenue that you do generate. Maybe not in February, but throughout the rest of the year. Because a lot of times when people call in the summer, it's like, hey, I was at your open house in February. It's now time for me to do something. You'll be surprised at how many phone calls you actually get that way because you had the open house and because you were exposing them to the people who are talking to them all the time. So here are the five things to do. Make a list of inactive customers is number one. Number two is to contact them, offer a Valentine's Day special, you know, a special on projects and installations. Number three is to get the list of expired maintenance plan customers, residentially and commercially. Residentially is phone call. Commercially is probably a visit. Number four is to review all quotes and proposals and tickler files from the previous years and contact them. And number five is to have an open house where you invite your active and inactive customers. And of course, put it in your head that we're going to at least break even and do what we need to at least break even in the first quarter of this year. So thank you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.